before we go ahead and get started, coming up for the holiday season, we've got the holiday boutique up. So if you're thinking of presents, fantastic presents, presents that uh, are worth a lifetime, uh, go ahead and take a look at it. We've got the 21 day on special. We've never done that before, but a lot of people are asking, can I get the 21 day for my family, my friends? So what we've done is, uh, uh, what we've done is, uh, if you order for the whole year, you get two months free on that. Again, it's a great opportunity. Plus there's, uh, uh, other items on there for you as well. All right. So we can make next year a brighter, better year. Then also talking about next year, 2017 calendar. I know it's all, uh, it might not be all be up, but take a look at that. Uh, a lot of people like to plan plan their vacations around some of our events that we do. So uh, we're going to be, uh, well, we're going to pledge that we're going to put our events, although not complete detail, uh, six months or even more uh, ahead of time so you can plan around uh, the events. So for the holidays, fallacies of compassion, hope, faith, trust, uh, the background, on on this topic is that a lot of individuals, especially during during the holiday season, uh, not not exactly sure why, but maybe they start uh, thinking back. You know, they start connecting with their families, and then uh, some points of say desperation uh, come in uh, come into their belief system, and then they start to have say hope, faith, trust, uh, whatever it takes to get them through the holidays. So that's why we're doing this. Uh, we. Uh, We've gotten a lot of questions uh, submitted by the audience, by the way. And uh, the way my abilities work is that if somebody asks me a question, I can tap into that blue space or what I call the universal database and grab the answer for you. Okay? Uh, for the most part, uh, obviously it parallels with what I believe in, but some of the questions that are new to me uh, that I haven't, say, ascended to, uh, I give you the purity of that question although it might not be, say, something that I operate from. I haven't gotten to that level yet, okay? So, and that's why I'm still human. I am imperfect. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, again, guys, uh, if you want to submit a question or if you want to participate, please see our newsletter, uh, EI Crowdsourcing section, and then uh, you can uh, submit your questions for us. We'll have a topic that we'll talk about. It's like, hey, we're going to be talking about this on the podcast. If you have any questions, uh, write them in. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Opening question is, uh, when a seemingly miraculous hope came true, is it through the magic of the hope? No. Uh, on the power of having faith uh, in the hope? No. Or through the unwavering trust in pure source, compassion? Uh, no. Uh, no, no, and then no. So uh, the reason why, and you know, before I get into the question, guys, I'm not a like a Debbie Downer. I'm not here to say break all, uh, you know, your faith or your hope in like having a fantastic life. In fact, uh, out here in Kauai, uh, where I'm recording this podcast, you know, we finished up uh, this event. It was quite beautiful. We were around a campfire uh, out. Uh, in the middle of a picnic ground or forest, basically. Uh, very beautiful. It was raining, but uh, they had this big like uh, area uh, that was sheltered. And we had this beautiful campfire, a lot of people in there. And they were talking, and we were talking for an hour or so. And then uh, an individual asks me toward the end, it's like, well, can you give us some, some uh, bright materials? Can you give us some faith or some hope or some happiness? Uh, and I... And I answered back to her. I said, well, that's what I spent uh, the whole hour and a half on, giving you tools. Because I'm not that individual that goes, oh, yeah, life is going to be great. Follow your heart. Uh, you know, just enjoy yourself. Follow your compassion. You know, follow your dream. You guys have done that. Where has it gotten you? Right? Uh, what I do is uh, in the road of life, I'll tell you where the potholes are. Tell you where the ditches are. Tell you where the sharp turns are. Okay? Uh, and then once you understand it, once you can control it, right? you maximize your benefit, you maximize your joy. That's just the natural disposition of being, say, intelligent on life. 
right? Uh, giving you happiness or having a party, uh, faking that happiness, uh, again, it's very short-lived. But if you can control, right, and be disciplined uh, and be knowledgeable on how life works or the mechanics of how this physical realm works, well, you're happy all the time because you know what? You're in control. Okay? So, uh, and that's another reason why I wanted to do this on compassion, hope, faith, trust, because none of those words actually give you control. Okay? Uh, we'll go deep into these questions. Uh, on each question, we'll give you the definition and then EI's definition of, uh, of compassion. Uh, later on, as always, we'll do the MOS homework on what to say look for. It'd help you out even more. Uh, and then we'll do a, a quick meta-healing on, say, integrating the concepts so we can understand it. And then not just understand it, because that takes a long time, but actually start operating from it. And then you can understand later. So going back to the question, uh, when a seemingly miracle, uh, miraculous hope came true, uh, is it through the magic of hope? So let's rewrite that question because it's got nothing to do with hope. Okay? Uh, when something comes true or not, right? obviously when it comes true, when it's a miracle, uh, you hear it all over the news. right? Uh, but what about all those things that don't work out? So it's the same process, guys. Uh, basically what happens, to, uh, whether an individual's life or, say, the mass consciousness, it's uh, this, um, Einstein's. Uh, law of uh, law of motion, right? An object tends to go towards a straight line unless there's an object, another object uh, that acts upon it. Okay, so basically, what happens in people's lives is that um, you know the next footstep that you take, right? The next step that you take logically comes from the previous step that you take. Okay? So it's got nothing to do with hope, faith, uh, trust, uh, really nothing like that that we think about. Uh, it really is just the next logical step. Uh, it, it's it's pre-built for you. If you've ever played like Forza, which is a racing game, uh, quite unbelievable. The graphics, by the way, uh, it makes it makes it look so real. Uh, if you've looked at, you know, you're you're driving a race car, uh, and then the scenery that goes by, those are predetermined. You're on that you're on that road. Uh, the scenery just keeps coming at you. Right? Uh, it's very similar to that. It's, uh, they're all predetermined. So again, it's got nothing to do with hope, uh, the hope, the faith, the trust. Okay? Within this series, though, or within this podcast, uh, I'll actually help show you how to manipulate the scenery that's coming at you right? or connecting you to a different path with a different outcome. That's really the key. I just want to make sure I've got uh, that question covered. Uh, again, it's no uh, on uh, power of having faith in the hope. No. Uh, or through the unwavering trust in pure source. Uh, now, that's a good question. But uh, what's unwavering trust? We're going to get into that. Okay. What really made it come true? Explain that. So we'll move on. Uh, compassion, hope, faith, trust. Which one is the most essential to have in our spiritual pursuit? Uh, looking at the four, faith and trust, basically the same thing, very similar. Uh, compassion is good to have. Faith and trust, uh, we'll talk about the details about that, so those two. Uh, and then hope, um, nowhere, uh, nothing. Uh, it's, it's not even, say, a definition in exponential intelligence dictionary. All right. So, so let's take a closer look on why. We'll start out with compassion. We'll go on to hope. We'll go on to faith uh, and then trust and then we'll wrap it up. Compassion. Dictionary definition. Compassion. Sympathetic feeling. Pity. Mercy. What is the EI definition of compassion? Sympathetic feeling. Pity. Mercy. So what's the difference? The difference is that uh, the compassion that people have is towards an individual's life situation. Physical, the physical, say, situation that people are in. When you look at an, in an individual, uh, you look at their situations, right? The physical situations that they're in. It's like, poor thing, they're unhappy, poor thing, uh, they don't make enough money, uh, they're, uh, they're out of food, uh, so on and so on. Uh, 
the difference is the EI definition is that we don't look at, say, the situation at hand, physical situation. We look at what's causing the situation. Okay, That is true compassion for individuals. And you've tried this before. Uh, and just tapping into the group, I'm sure at some level, everybody has, say, tried to help somebody. Right. You try to help that friend. You try to help that lover, uh, family member. Right. And then you keep helping them and then you keep helping them. Uh, where has it gotten you? Where has it gotten them? It hasn't. Right. Out of compassion. Right. You feel that need to help somebody. Somebody slips on the street in some countries. They don't they don't help you just because. Well, uh, it might be a lawsuit or something, but forget about that. Uh, but somebody needs help on the street or, or you know, you see somebody fall, you know, you have that compassion to help them up. And no problem there. Uh, but in the deeper understanding, again, family members, friends, you keep helping them and helping them. Uh, the reason why it doesn't work is because the underlying patterns are still there. Right? You're actually aiding them to feel uh, a weakness so they can stay in the rut that they're in. And that's why compassion at a physical level really doesn't work. Uh, I know it's a warm thing to do. I know it's a trusted thing to do. I know, you know, the religions, you know, the spirituality movement and the media. Oh, you got to have compassion for the whales. You got to have compassion for people. Um, tell you the truth, that's really all bullshit. You really have to understand the reasons why people do the re the things that they do. It's as simple as that. Once you start to understand the reasons why, you get the compassion to actually help them at their core levels so they can, say, switch the programs that they're in. Okay? And that is true compassion. It not only helps them, but it helps you because you're understanding not only their pattern, that distorts them, but then the patterns that run in you, because a lot of times they're the, the people that you're around, it's basically a reflection of who you are. Can we uh, be too compassionate, uh, giving too much of ourselves for the benefit of others? Yeah. Uh, true. A lot of times, again, in religion, for example, I call it the Mother Teresa sy syndrome, where, uh, where we've been taught to the, the more... We, um, <clears throat> the more we help others without, um, say, uh, uh, feeling compassion for ourselves without, uh, you know, working our fingers to the bone, you know, helping them, uh, we suffer as we push other people along. You know, if you really think about it, how many people can you really help that way? Just logistically or, uh, you know, commonsensical. Right? How many people can you actually help before you start to drown and suffer yourself and then you die off and then somebody has to help you? Right? Uh, again, it just doesn't work that way, guys. Right? Uh, in, in a lot of religions, you're not supposed to feel compassion toward yourself. It's supposed to be selfish. In fact, uh, this other question, must we have compassion for ourselves? first before we can truly have compassion for others of course and then we it says we are brought up to believe that self-compassion is selfish right uh, what i'm telling you or what exponential intelligence tells you is to be selfish right? uh, and i know that sounds kind of strange but you know when you start becoming selfish in its truest perspective you know it's not like grabbing the last piece of pizza or anything like that Okay, it's nothing like that. But again, be selfish with your time. Be selfish with how or who you hang around with. Be selfish with what you teach yourself, okay? what you focus on. Really strengthen yourself first. Okay? Uh, look at Jesus. Look at Buddha. Uh, look at some of the Indian tribes. What do they do? Uh, the Indian tribes, just like Buddha and Jesus, they went out. They went outside of their community alone. Right? Uh, they go out the, in the tribes. Uh, they send out right a young man. They go out. It's like you know you're going to go live on your own for you know a month or whatever it is, uh, and then you're going to come back and they become a strong man, right? So that's in that essence. What are they doing? They're being selfish because they're not part of the community. Right? They're becoming strong members of the community. So when they can come back, they're a lot stronger and they can actually help 
right? Uh, if you don't know the logistics, if you don't know what's happening, uh, if you don't know how to help, uh, you're just there, you're taking up space, you're taking up time, you're taking up resources. So you're not helping anyway, uh, anybody. So again, like I said, be selfish so you can be truly compassionate. And then when you're strong, you can see the underlying frequencies of those individuals and then help them from a truer cause, right? So they can completely disconnect from the patterns that they're running. Uh, the compassion that I feel is starting to see the feeling of pity, the mercy that individuals uh, at their soul or spirit level. Okay, So when I started opening up, uh, when I started starting to see uh, spirits, okay? uh, again, I don't see chakras or anything, uh, energy systems of the body. I don't see colors or anything like that. Uh, I sense and I see your spirit, which is about arms length around you. I know I've explained this earlier uh, on other podcasts, but uh, a lot of people from what I'm seeing as we expand, and we expand quite fast, uh, coming on to this podcast without having, say, any other knowledge of my work or the knowledge of exponential intelligence. So just kind of quickly covering it, uh, you know, your spirit around you, creating the body that you are, like a film uh, projector, projecting a hologram of our body. So, uh, so what I do is I see how distorted individuals' uh, spirits are. Uh, it's, it's havoc. Uh, they're wretched spirits, and that's where that terminology comes from. Uh, when I first opened up to that, many people who have helped as they ascend higher and higher, they start to see this true patterns of how individuals or why individuals are in the situation that they are. Uh, and it really breaks my heart to see somebody in such, say, a wretched uh, frame or perspective. Uh, when I see them, their spirits are just like eaten, eaten away. And that's how their lives are. Uh, they might look brilliant on the outside. They might look totally fantastic. They might have the latest suits. Uh, and that's what they do to, to make themselves, say, feel better. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, people who wear nice suits or nice clothing or wear the latest designs, they're all like that. There's people who don't. They don't even say try to help themselves. Right. Uh, they're wretched in their physical form as well. So uh, at least these individuals are trying to do something, make themselves look or feel better. But seeing the underlying, it really breaks my heart. And that's where I get the compassion. Right? And that's why I do the work that I do to really help them at the core level to feed the starving, say, wretched souls. And I see this quite a bit in the events that I do, especially with new people. Uh, they come into me and I can just see that they just want, they're just hungering for something. Uh, and although they say, I want more money, I want a better relationship, can you help me with this? It's not what they're looking for. They're looking for nourishment of the soul, nourishment of the spirit. Uh, those individuals who are looking for the physicalness of this realm, uh, they get the physicalness of this realm, uh, and they're not happy. They really aren't happy. When you start to nourish their souls by having, say, true compassion, right? The deep down core level compassion that I'm talking about, uh, and you start to nourish their souls, well, abundance just naturally comes to them and they're comfortable with the abundance that they have. So that's the kind, kind of compassion that I'm talking about. Okay? Uh, the beautiful thing about that is when you have compassion uh, at that level, you start to understand who you are and then you start to um, get the dignity of who you are and then, well, you send higher, which makes you more abundant as well. Is it possible to feel compassion without losing oneself? Uh, again, it's a question that doesn't, uh, it's based on religion, right? Uh, you can't have compassion for yourself. Uh, you can't be greedy. Uh, nothing, no, none of that is true. I want to go back to giving too much uh, of ourselves for the benefit of others. <clears throat> I kind of talked about the Mother uh, Trace example, didn't completely finish it. So let me just finish that thought before we uh, move on to hope. Uh, which is a useless word, but the Mother Teresa syndrome, um, what it is, is that you feel so guilty, right? Uh, you start to have compassion uh, or you start to, say, rectify 
uh, in the eyes of God, uh, the incompleteness that you have. So you work and work and work and help. Just like Mother Teresa, she helped millions of people, right? Without, uh, basically by suffering, right? not having the nicer things of life, um, not like doing without. And she didn't do it. And many people followed that example. By the way, she did a beautiful job, very brilliant, uh, helped millions of people, just, uh, just like Wayne Dyer, helped millions of people. Nothing wrong with that as well. But they didn't find the completeness within themselves. Uh, we've talked about this uh, maybe in another podcast. So uh, it worked for her. It didn't really work for her. Sorry to say that. Um, she actually did it because she thought if she helped as many people as she could, she could actually say, save face in front of the eyes of God. Right? Uh, the sad thing is, uh, if you can't save face here, see your brilliance here, uh, as you cross over, you won't see your brilliance. It's got nothing to do with God, which leads us to this next question. How can pure source have compassion, but at the same time doesn't care Pure source doesn't have compassion. That's why. Uh, pure source doesn't have anything. Uh, it loves you at, uh, at your most extreme being ever, way beyond what you could even fathom, say, the love, the trust, the joy that uh, pure source has for you. So compassion, uh, nothing like that. It is just an extreme brilliance of, of, of love for you. Uh, so much love that uh, pure source doesn't care what you do, how heinous uh, of a crimes you commit, anything like that. Always love you because, again, in all religions, if you read the fine print, it says at the moment of death, if you submit your will, uh, all your sins will be forgiven. Uh, and the real definition of that is that if you truly awaken to understand the brilliance of who you are as in spirit form, void of the physical experiences, um, you will wipe your slate clean. Uh, again, even that sentence doesn't have anything to do with pure source. It's just something that is, it's just like awakening from a dream uh, in this physical realm, basically a dream for you. So according to EI, what should we have compassion for? Uh, just uh, kind of covered it, but just to make sure that we're clear on this, you should have that compassion uh, for the spirit. Okay? Uh, and again, once you have that compassion for the spirit, uh, the spirit, whether you have compassion for yourself or not, starts to awaken in them uh, and for you as well. Uh, this is an interesting question that I just want to cover up. Um, must we have compassion for ourselves first before we can have truly have compassion for others? Um, not really. Uh, it's kind of a reflection. Sometimes, you know, some somebody is in a, in a bad situation. Uh, it opens up your heart space, right? For example, the physical sense of it. Uh, it opens you up to that pain that you might have in yourself. Right? It's a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of, say, what you went through. So uh, it allows you to open up, uh, again, by seeing uh, an outside perspective, and then vice versa. So one builds on each other. Uh, let's move on to hope. Dictionary definition of hope is to trust, reliance, desire of expectations, of fulfillment. What is the definition, the EI definition of hope? Uh, actually, there is no, say, EI definition of hope. It's a useless word. It's just like try. Uh, try, you know, when you try to do something, uh, it's just basically that, you know, it's an excuse for failure. Okay? It's all it is. But if you look at it, uh, it's either black or white or, you know, an EI definition, it's either one or zero. Uh, so it's that uh, there's no in between. It's either a yes or no. So that hope is that you've lost all, say, expectations of yourself. You've lost the trust that you've had in yourself. You've lost the intelligence because you don't know, say, the solution to the situation that you're in. You're desperate. 
And all you can do is have that blind hope uh, or you hope that something can come through. None of that is true. No matter what comes through, it's the programs that you're running that always say puts you in that situation. Right. So please understand that and let me just explain that again or just reiterate. It's really the programs that you're running that puts you always in that situation. If those people who are always desperate, who are always say, trying to have hope in something, uh, look at them. It's not just one situation. It's a situation after situation after situation uh, that they're always trying to have hope in. Right? What's the underlying program? Uh, a lot of times just tapping into the group, uh, a lot of you always feeling like you're sliding down. Uh, you're trying to climb a slippery slope. You get to a certain point, you slide back down, and that makes you hopeless. And it's not about having hope at all. Uh, it's not about having hope and then something works out. So uh, how is hope commonly misunderstood and misused in our spiritual spirit? Pursuit. Uh, hope is used when when individuals or religions or spiritual leaders, uh, whether they be religious leaders or any other uh, leader, political leaders, your boss, um, uh, you know, your spouse, your family, uh, they use hope because they don't understand the situation. They don't understand the lying, uh, the underlying causes of where we are or how we got to where we are. So that's how it's misunderstood. If we think of hope as trusting in our spirit, uh, in pure source, uh, can it be a useful tool? Uh, again, no. Uh, blind trust or blind hope uh, doesn't get you anywhere. Doesn't get you anywhere in religion. We'll be covering that uh, in faith. So if hope is not the answer, uh, what should we do when we need to feel the light and spark of a, of a certain future? Uh, again, it's not the hope that pulls you out of uh, of that certain situation that you're in. It's on the underlying programs that pull you out. It's the path that you're on. Uh, again, just like uh, Einstein's theories, right? Laws of motion. Uh, understand the laws of motion in the spiritual realm or the spiritual form. You'll understand, or you'll have a better understanding, and you won't use hope anymore. According to EI, what should we hope for? Uh, really nothing, because hope is a useless terminology. It, it really gets you nowhere. You really have to understand. Again, that is the last-ditch effort uh, for those individuals. They think they've tried all the solutions. In fact, they haven't. Uh, you know, they, it, it, all the solutions or all the possible solutions, and there's tons of them, for any special situation, any special occasion, there's tons of possibilities that could be available to you. But because of the programs, filter out all those possible solutions that you have. Uh, you have blind hope or blind faith. So jumping into that, jump into faith. Dictionary definition of faith. Uh, allegiance to duty or a person, loyalty, uh, belief, trust in God. Uh, what is the EI definition of faith? Uh, again, allegiance to duty or a person, loyalty, uh, belief in the trust in pure source. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, the difference is in the EI definition of faith, you're not having faith. Uh, you truly understand the mechanics. You truly understand say the logistics or the programs running in that individual, right? And then that's why, or that's how uh, you have faith in them. You can see, say, the underlying nuances, whether it's at a logical or, um, you know, a physical understanding of it, right? But at a deeper knowing, uh, you know, and I'll explain that, uh, what I mean, what a deeper knowing. Um, if you're, say, uh, awakened enough, you just know, you're just guided to understand that that person is the right person, that uh, that person will do what he says he's going to do or she's going to do, or any, say, similar situation uh, about 
uh, about understanding that person. But let's get into the the other side of having faith. Uh, a lot of times, religions just tell you just to have faith in the religion. You know, you don't have to understand it. You just trust it or have faith in God. But what does that mean? Right? Have faith in God. How many times can you have faith in God? Uh, and if you look at your life, uh, you've had faith in God. But time and time and time and time again, okay, according to their perspective, uh, God hasn't come through. Right? The religion hasn't come through. Your spiritual movement hasn't come through. Your intellect hasn't come through. So why would you have faith in that? It's like going two plus two equals five, uh, and then you know one plus uh, one plus three uh, equals five. None of those things are true. All the different situation that you try, the answer is still not true. So how can you have faith in it? That's blind faith. Blind faith doesn't get you anywhere, especially in the Muslim or the Islam religion. It says right flat out, question everything. Don't have blind faith. Question everything, understand everything, uh, and then your faith in, say, in that religion will come through. Same thing with uh, exponential intelligence. Again, guys, I'm not a um, um, uh, proponent of any religion. I love all the religions, uh, and at the same time, I hate all the religions. So I'm kind of in the middle. Um, and none of the religions are uh, are bad or good. It's the misunderstanding or the misuse of those religions which make it bad or good. So uh, getting back, uh, faith commonly misunderstood and misused in our spiritual pursuit. Yes, uh, basically uh, why or the major reason why is because in those religions there are always people that try to control you. Right? Uh, you're just ha having to have blind faith and then it's like, well, just do as I say and everything will turn out right. And then, like I said before, it doesn't turn out right. That's what the governments tell you. It's what your spouse tells you. Uh, again, um, the distorted spouses. Uh, that's what a lot of people tell you, right? Uh, just shut up and do what I say uh, and things will work out. Right? Uh, it doesn't work out that way. Again, always ask questions so you start to know the details of why you are where you are. Once you understand the mechanics, and then that's where you can have faith. This is a good question. In the popular movie, The Secret, uh, it talks about believing, having faith in uh, whatever you desire, uh, then you will attract it to you. It makes perfect sense in the movies, but why hasn't it worked in real life? Uh, again, doesn't. Uh, to me, uh, under, uh, understanding how, say, materialization works, uh, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, because having a desire, having, uh, having faith in, in, say, whatever the, that you want to attract, uh, it's really not about having faith. It's not about having belief. Okay? Uh, it's really about space-time. A uh, simple manifestation process is, uh, just to give you a clear out example, is think of something that you want. You notice it's out, outside of your space. It's usually, say, about arm's length away from you or further out. Okay? Uh, no matter how much belief you have, if you're always wanting something, uh, again, think of something that you want. Do you see that it's outside? All right, it's further away. Uh, no, uh, as long as you have that distance between you, uh, you'll never attract it. It's got nothing to do with faith or hope. Uh, if you keep saying, well, I'm going to have faith or I'm going to have belief in uh, someday I'll have X amount of money, uh, it'll never come true if it's outside your space. Think of something that you have. Notice where it's positioned. It's not out there. It's somewhere inside you, somewhere within, say, that radius of about arm's length. If it's really near and dear, or is it inside your heart, your solar plex area, right? So if you can move that object from wherever it is and then actually believe, quote-unquote believe, that it's within you within a short period of time, it'll have to create itself in your environment. Right? Uh, that's a simple uh, manifestation tool or goal setting tool. 
although I don't believe in goals, but that's one of the best ways to they materialize things. So that's why it hasn't worked in real life. Those That's the logistics. Okay? If you don't even believe okay, that you can make, say, $100,000 a week okay, or, you know, have this date with a beautiful woman or, you know, the handsome uh, individual man that you that you're looking for, even if you don't believe it, but you hold that true, right? Uh, you hold that space not out there, but inside you. Right? Even if you don't believe, uh, it'll materialize for you. The leap of faith often occurs in phenomenal success stories, just as it does in in stories that aren't so successful. Uh, so, what makes the success? Uh, the thing we have faith in or just the faith itself. Uh, again, it's really not about faith. Okay? The leap of faith uh, that they talk about is, say, uh, the inertia of you on the path. So if you're going forward, uh, again, logically or in the physical sense, we think that, oh, it's my decision to have a leap of faith Right, and then that's why it worked out. Uh, not your decision at all. You don't make decisions at this level. Uh, well, most of us don't. Uh, it's a pre-program. Over ninety percent of uh, of the things that happen to you, sadly to say, a lot of our a lot of humanity, or most of humanity, over ninety-five percent of things that happen to you are pre-programmed for you because we aren't awake enough to materialize. And just to make it uh, or explain myself, look at uh, your daily life. You're under hypnosis. There's not, say, one open thought that you make. Right? You just go through the day. Your mind is somewhere else. That's not creation. Okay? That's just a replay. And that's why I say what I just said. So the leap of faith, uh, again, it's not you deciding. Uh, it's really your spirit pushing you forward on that path that you're in. Again, going back to Einstein's theory, uh, theory of motion, it's the next logical step. Even if you didn't have faith, the next logical step will happen for you. Okay? Having faith is a powerful sensation that we often feel strongly in our guts, which is a sign of spiritual confirmation. Uh, that's not true. So how do we know? Uh, when our faith is not of pure source, and then in quotes, uh, uh, parentheses, uh, it happens often, suicide bombers, manipulated devotees, etc. Uh, again, uh, that leap of faith, that we, uh, that faith, right, the powerful sensation that it's so true in our gut uh, is not so true. Uh, the underlying programs, and this is why I say that you should never, ever, ever Trust your emotions uh, for where you are. Okay, and I've said this before in other podcasts. Let me just say it again, um, just to reiterate. Uh, the reason being, you should never ever trust your emotions okay? or that gut feeling that you have. Uh, so no, that's not really having faith. Uh, nothing like that at all. You should start to understand where that gut feeling has taken you in the past. Start to understand where that gut feeling or that deep faith that you think you have is going to take you. Start to notice where it takes you, how you feel. Right? If it feels just right, you go into a, say, dead-end situation, then understand that and note it. Right? Uh, as you focus on how it takes you, uh, your, your emotions start to recalibrate. Right? Uh, and then as you, again, just note or just focus where it's taking you, whether it's the wrong path or the right path, uh, that focusing starts to awaken you. Uh, your spirit starts to awaken. You get connected to pure source even more. And then it's recalibrated where you can actually say, have faith in your emotions. And then you can have more and more faith in, in your spirit. Okay, that communication, it's the only thing you should really have faith in, the, the connection between you, uh, pure source, through an awakened spirit. Again, covering the suicide bombers, uh, manipulated devotees, right? They have faith. Uh, again, distorted programs that run, that cause you to have faith or belief in those situations. 
that those programs dictate for you to have. According to you, to EI, what should we have faith in um, an, awakened, an awakened spirit? So let me explain. Uh, an awakened spirit. Right? Uh, initially, when you start to awaken, right, uh, you, all the trust, all the faith, all the hope, all those things start to disappear. You get a knockdown to your core level. Okay. Uh, and then what, the, the reason why is because it's very efficient, very quick for your spirit to do that for you. It's the fastest way for it to, say, recalibrate how your emotions work, how your trust, sense of trust, sense of faith work, uh, for you to, say, get online, get on track, and be a strong, say, successful individual. Uh, moving on, and then we'll cover more of of that uh, trust dictionary trust assured reliance on the character strength of or truth of something or someone confident without fear so uh, where do you get that okay what is the ei definition of trust assured reliance on the character strength or truth of something or someone confident without fear the difference is most individuals trust say the physical realm here Right, uh, they trust the physical characteristics uh, of that individual, which, which is good. Which is an actual offshoot of, say, the underlying say, factors of why that individual has, or, or why that individual has, say, those traits, which is good. But again, the key difference is that um, trust goes into a deeper level. The way you earn trust. Uh, and this is how, say, people start to ascend higher and higher, is that uh, in the beginning, like I said, everything is washed away, it clears out, it's blanked out. It's like, a, it's like your foundation is just removed from you. Okay? Uh, and then you build a strong foundation. Uh, and the way trust works, initially you don't have trust right? because you're very confused, uh, very distorted. The reason being, which is a great thing to be okay that's why confucius right was such a brilliant individual uh again hence confusion confucius is because when you're confused or distorted uh in this right sense uh, of the meaning of the word it means that your um your brain your higher self is looking for other solution sets to solve the situation that you're in. Okay? When you're not confused, right, you, uh, you run to the most comfortable solution. A lot of the times that comfortable solution is what you've been in in the past, what your mother, father, or family, uh, whoever did. Right? Uh, it's the default state. Uh, how is trust commonly misunderstood and misused in our spiritual pursuit? Uh, most of us uh, don't know uh, why they have trust or faith in uh, what they're trusting. They just have blind trust, again, just like blind faith. It doesn't really get you anywhere. Um, so in going back to the spiritual example or how spirit cleans you up, is that um, and how you have faith and trust because it's uh, very similar in your higher self uh, and, and let's just talk about that let me just go through the questions because uh, there's some questions that are intermixed here how is trust commonly misunderstood and misused in our spiritual pursuit uh, can unwavering trust help the outcome align uh, with our desires uh, people are careful with their trust. Uh, not really, uh, but why so many people uh, or intelligent people still end up trusting uh, the wrong people things. So kind of covering through, I just wanted to make sure I don't reiterate myself or re-explain myself. So um, going back into my example is that, uh, again, we get broken down, right? We get confused. So we start to find, say, other realities or other possible solution sets for the situation that we're in so we can have a better outcome. So what that means in, in the beginning, you don't have trust. You don't have faith right? because it's not proven. How can you have, how can you have faith or trust 
true faith and trust uh, if it's not or if it's someone hasn't proven to themselves their track record. So what spirit does is it starts to push you in situations uh, where you might be fearful if, you're, if you've run uh, patterns of fear before or if you ran patterns of indecision or mistrust or whatever it is. It'll push you into situations like that and you'll find that miraculously, or so we call it, because we don't know the science behind it, uh, miraculously it works out for you. And you go, wow, that was different. It actually worked out for me this time. Right? And then it puts you into another situation, and then another situation, and another situation, where miraculously, or just out of the blue, you start to say the right things, everything starts to work out for you, right? Things start to fall in place, and then slowly that trust between you, your physical consciousness, and then the connection uh, to your higher self starts to come into play. And then that's where you can have like true trust, true faith. Uh, And then that connection between your higher self and, um, and yourself, your physical, say, consciousness, Come so strong that it's been proven itself so many times over and over and over and over again. Not just in, say, one specific situation, but that 360 degrees of abundance that I talk about, that you just naturally know that somebody's got your back. It's not blind anymore. It's just been proven. One thing before we close is a lot of us have that belief that if you have, say, faith or trust, or if you can connect to your higher self, you're good to go. Well, your higher self or your spirit is, say, uh, that entity that created the situation or the life that you have. That's why I never, uh, we cut the middleman out, even at that level, your higher self. uh, Your higher self can't be trusted at this time. Uh, Again, Just to reiterate, the reason why you're in the situation that you're in or the current life that you are is your spirit, an unawakened spirit, is created that way. The best way to get out of that is to bypass your spirit by asking, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Uh, That's the only question, that's, uh, that's the only thing that you should have faith in or trust in when you're first starting out. Okay. Nothing else exists because your emotions are miscalibrated, right? Uh, you're trusting in the religions or other individuals or even including yourself, right? Uh, your intuition hasn't worked out for you. It hasn't consistently, say, been proven true for you uh, in science, right? They try an experiment. Somebody else tries an experiment. Somebody else tries an experiment. It's duplicatable. And then it becomes, say, a scientific theory that's been proven. Uh, So again, it's duplicatable Uh, in faith, trust, hope, all those words. uh, You just, you just, it's a crapshoot. The the theories or the definitions that uh, I explained, uh, again, they're always duplicatable for you. And that's the EI definition uh, of those, those words, excluding hope. Again, hope is really just like try. It's not really definition. It's a desperation. In closing, before we get to the meta-healing, the question is when Moss went through his dark nights, did he have a sense of hope? No, not at all. Uh, You get crushed down to your lowest denominator where where you can't have faith in anything. You can't have hope in anything. You can't have trust in anything. Uh, He didn't give up. So what was it that pulled him through his hope for salvation? Uh, No, it wasn't hope for salvation at all. Because again, it gets so dark uh, that none of that works. His faith that light would prevail? Uh, No, Uh, I didn't have faith in that light prevail. Again, you get pushed down so deep, so dark. Guys, uh, that light doesn't even shine through anymore, okay? uh, especially to the levels that I've gotten. It's all dependent on how high you want to go. Uh, his trust in pure source, uh, no, 
compassion for himself? No, uh, none of that. Trust in pure source? No, because when you start to ask pure source directly, it's like, please, uh, at the time, God, can you help me? And you get that resounding no. Okay? You get more and more desperate. Uh, and then it's like, please, God, can you help me? And then it's like, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, and you go, what the hell? You know, why is God forsaken me? Right? What really pulled me through uh, in all those things? Because you get so pushed, you get so deep into the hole uh, and then things, um, yeah, they pull you. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they, okay? those patterns push you even deeper and deeper. Uh, and the only thing uh, that saved me in that sense is just sheer madness. Okay? Getting so angry okay? that you want to know why, say, God has forsaken you. Okay? Why God doesn't help you, right? Uh, you get so angry, you get so fed up with where you are. You pull yourself up. Your spirit starts to connect. You want that desire to pure source so strongly. Come hell or high water, uh, you want to connect so bad that nothing can stop you. I don't know what you call it, uh, but it's certainly not hope. Certainly not faith. Right? Uh, again, I think it's just sheer will to connect to pure source. That's the only thing uh, that saved me. And that's the only thing that will save you as well. Okay? Uh, the tools that you need will come through. So let's go ahead and get started. Bringing in, say, the trueness. Uh, of those words, so they can actually really help you instead of disable you. Again, wherever you are, sitting, standing, lying down, getting comfortable. If you're new, welcome. This is, uh, this is a quick meta healing. Meta healing is where I guide you into a deep state, even if you had issues getting into those deep states in a rather quick manner. And then, then I work on you at your source code to help you reprogram. In this case, to help you understand that at a much deeper level. <sighs> the terminology of true faith, true hope, through true trust. True compassion. Deep breath in again, just noticing where you are, whether you are sitting, standing, lying down. And then just wondering, wondering how many people are listening to this exact same podcast, maybe at the exact same time as you are, or how many people will listen to this podcast. Again, we have exponential growth on the listeners, so thank you for that. There's a lot of people. I say that because it creates a lot of strength, especially when we have, say, one distinct desire. Right? Makes us go forward in the same direction. Creates a lot of momentum. Uh, that momentum pulls us along when we're having, uh, or we're, when we're in hopelessness. Helps us get out of those ruts keep falling into, breaks through those blocks that we seem to face. As we go deeper, it's noticing how you're feeling as I continue to expand those frequencies that I generate for you to help you transform. All you have to do is take a deep breath in, inhaling through the nose. Holding it for a second or two. Exhaling. And then asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? 
Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Noticing how you're feeling didn't take us long to get you into that comfortable state. Again, as long as you stay in this state, noticing your body, noticing your fingertips, your fingernails, the palms of your hand. The hair on your arms. And really bringing you into the present moment as we pay attention to the details of our body, your eyebrows, your eyelashes, the bridge of your nose. Just for the sake of being present and noticing the details. of our form. As we note the details of our form to bring us even more present, noticing your lips, the shape of your lips, your chin as a jawline starts to relax as we go deeper and deeper. And in your mind's eye, resonating the words compassion, Notice how it feels. Does it feel true to you? In the EI, exponential intelligence definition, compared to, say, the worldly term or definition. There's hope. Does hold water for you anymore? Can you trust it? Now that you know what you know, faith, trust, and note what pops up for you in your mind's eye or within your head, your body, Beautiful breath in again, nice and deep. Take these words again. Compassion. And then noticing where it resonates within you, then your body, compassion. Could be more than one space. Could be throughout your body, whichever whatever feels right for you. As you just note the word, where it settles into your body, or the space around you, connected to 
the EI definition of compassion. So you start operating out of true compassion to help others, to help yourself. Beautiful breath in again, nice and deep. Moving over to the words of faith and trust. And again, as you say faith, trust, where do you see, where do you feel within your body, where does it resonate? Could be more than one place. Mm. As you pay attention, to where it settles in. <sighs> Helping you reprogram, understand the EI definition, not just understand, start to operate from that definition of faith and trust. Breath in deep.
to let you stay in this space for as long as you wish. As long as you stay in this space. Still connected to the group dynamics, the mastermind, as I call it. Still feel like I'm continuing to work on you as you notice whatever you notice. Thanks for being on the podcast. I'll see you next time around.